Come on, how good is that? worship. You're the only one. The only one. Awesome. Hey, uh, welcome. Welcome, Revelstoke. Welcome, Kelowna. Uh, in person, live in Kelowna at the Grand Ten right now, if you're missing it. And uh, in person, live at the uh, uh, church location, uh, 108 West First, above the Royal Bank in Revelstoke. So glad to have you join us. Thanks, Scott. Thanks, Johanna. Great worship this morning. Loving this and uh, so good. Hey, uh, glad to be able to be here. You know, I, I uh, was thinking today, you know, as we passed just the six months of this lockdown um, pandemic thing, and my goodness, uh, who could have imagined uh, this happening? You know, I you know, one of the, my prayers today, and my prayer for you, prayer for me, is that, um, you know, every season of life, anytime we go through something in life, it doesn't matter what it is, um, circumstances beyond our control, God's not surprised by them, we know that, but the biggest thing is God's in, in the middle of that, God's still wanting to do something in you. God uses everything in our life to create the person we were created to be, to mold us into the person we were created to be, and, and during this time, uh, whether it's been financially difficult for you, whether it's simply the, the isolation that's been so hard or just the strangeness of so many things going on. God, don't, let's not waste this time. We don't want to waste this time. This is not a time to waste. This is a time to, um, to allow God to do in you to make you into the person you were created to be because there's some things that God will do in you during this time that he won't do any other time or he can't do any other time because of, because of the circumstances. So don't, let's not waste this time. And uh, so I'm taking this month, just during September, just wanting to talk about uh, our relationship with God and, and how to kind of rediscover our relationship. Because for so many believers, so many Christians, and it might be you today, um, in, in a lot of ways, the, the foundations or the framework of your belief system uh, has been really, really challenged over the last six months. You've maybe depended a lot on uh, your time gathering together, and, and I'm so grateful that we're able to have some in-person gatherings again, even though they're smaller and different, and, and uh, um, you know, the, the worship element and the preaching element's different than it was. But uh, maybe six months ago, that, that was kind of like the highlight of your week. It's, it was kind of the, the pillar or the, the anchor of your relationship with God. Boy, I, I'm going to be in church, and, and you know, it's going to do something. Uh, which it does, and, and our hope has always been that you would leave church feeling better than when you came, and uh, that continues to be our hope that you would leave church at home or, or your church experience today, and you would feel better than when you came, that you would be encouraged and you would be lifted up, because that's the point of it, but it's not our anchor, it's not our foundation, and maybe, uh, you know, maybe that's been a challenge for you, and I know it has been for me, uh, just keeping things focused. And God, so God wants to build, during this time, I, I really believe God wants to build a stronger core faith and a stronger core belief in you and a stronger core relationship in you with him than ever before. When all of the other trappings are gone, your relationship with God is what ends up being the key and the, uh, what, it ends up being the, the very core of who you are, just your relationship with God. Uh, but for some of us, and, and maybe it's for you, we just kind of feel like it's been a time of drifting, and in many ways we feel like we're not as close to God as we were because of the other trappings, uh, some of the things that held us in place just aren't there. 
In fact, in uh, Matthew, Jesus talks about uh, that whole scenario at the end of, end of the days and, and kind of in, in times that, that there's a, a stuff that happens. In Matthew chapter 24, we're just going to read it, 9 to uh, 14, then you'll be arrested. Uh, by the way, I don't like this verse. I don't like any of these verses. These are horrible. Um, you know, it's not something we, we aspire to or, or, you know, really want to get to. But, uh, you know, then, then you'll be arrested, persecuted, and killed. You'll be hated all over the world because you're my followers. And many will turn away from me and betray, each, uh, betray and hate each other. You know, we do see people, you know, turning on each other. And many false prophets will appear, deceive many people. Uh, hard to know what to believe. Sin will be rampant everywhere. And this is kind of the last half of this verse, verse 12. I just want you to key in today. And, and the love of many will grow cold. It's just been something that's been ringing in my head over the last several weeks. The love of many will grow cold. But the one who endures till the end will be saved. And the good news about the kingdom will be preached throughout the whole world so that all nations will hear it. And then the end will come. So we can just throw out verse 12 and verse 13 again. 12 and then 13. Uh, sin will be rampant everywhere. The love of many will grow cold. It's, it's, it's easy in this season for your love to get cold, your love of God to get cold. And verse 13 says that the one who endures to the end, okay, hangs on. Endures is, is this intense word in a lot of ways. It's this, you know, enduring, hanging in there, persevering, and, and you know, just being there. And, and so really what I want to talk about today in, as we talk about rediscovering our relationship with God is, is this thing, is, is the value of showing up. That's enduring is the value of showing up. When we show up, we just continue to show up uh, in, in our relationship with God. We continue to show up in our devotions with God. We continue to show up in our Bible. We continue to show up in, in prayer life with God. We continue to show up in other people's lives. We continue to show up in an in-person gathering. We continue to show up uh, at church at home. We continue to show up in whatever way we can uh, so that, you know, our, our love doesn't grow cold, that, that we take responsibility for it. Uh, quite a few years ago, uh, I met a man, his name is Frank Julik, and Frank is a missionary in India. Uh, Frank is a graduate of the same Bible college I went to, and that's where we first connected. He's, uh, he's probably, and I, I'm just going to guess, he's probably in his 80s now, but Frank is a very, um, he's a very uh, eccentric communicator. He's very, very funny, and he communicates his relationship with God in a funny way. And, uh, he was born in Germany and then came to Canada to do his Bible college training. And then from there, he went to India to start some orphanages. And he's continued to live in India um, all these years. Uh, and when he first went, and in fact, I believe it's still the case, uh, he had no support from any missionary organization, so he always had to be raising his own funds and always had to be doing his own fundraising and, and, uh, and you know, to provide the money to uh, support the orphanages, to feed the boys, and, you know, now we have, uh, he's seen several generations of boys graduate and, and uh, do much better than they would have uh, in their life than uh, had they not uh, been in his orphanage and also a girl's orphanage. And... <laughs> So finances has always been a kind of a challenge for him to raise the money and do that. And, and one day he, I heard him speak, and he was telling the story about, about all this, and he, and he kind of was frustrated. He went to God, and he said, God, why can't I just win the lottery? Why don't you just let me win the lottery? <laughs> and as he recounts it, as Frank recounts it, he, uh, he says, God said to him, he says, well, give me a break. Why don't you buy a lottery ticket? 
And, and I, you know, it's humorous and we're not promoting lottery tickets or gambling or anything like that. But the fact of the matter is that the humor of it is that sometimes we're asking God for, to do something when we haven't even shown up or taken the first step. He wanted a lottery windfall, but he hadn't taken the steps that he needed to take in order to do that. And one of the things that, that you know, that I certainly see uh, over the last six months, and the thing that I believe that God wants to do in our life and he wants to do in your life today, whether you're sitting in a Revelstoke or, or at home or you're in church, uh, uh, live church in, uh, in Kelowna right now, is, is God wants to strengthen and he wants to take your personal relationship with him and he wants to make that stronger than ever before, that he wants you to become the person you were created fully in relationship with him. Last week we talked about making Jesus first, talked from Matthew chapter 6, 33, about uh, Jesus first and seek first the kingdom of God, then everything else gets added. But what God's wanting to do in our life today is, is help us to learn how being in the right place and kind of the value of showing up and just and showing up is, is, a, is a spiritual maturity that we take responsibility, that we show up in prayer, we show up in, in the word of God, we show up in relationships. And when we do that, even though there's no uh, immediate, uh, we may not always get an immediate response or an immediate answer. You know, one of the things of our generation and our, and our world culturally today, at least in the Western world, is that we tend to be uh, expecting immediate results. You know, microwave popcorn. And, uh, you know, we were out camping a, a week or so ago and and we're going to make Jiffy Pop popcorn. I don't know if you know Jiffy Pop popcorn. It's, you know, it comes in this, this metal tin with a handle on it. You know, it's for doing it on a fire. At least I thought it was. But it takes forever. And, and by the time, you know, the thing starts popping, the other popcorn is burning. And, you know, we're waiting for it to get it. It's just not happening. And, and just impatient. And we're, we're just kind of an impatient people. Uh, we just, in society, we tend to be impatient if, if we don't get a response right away. I mean, how often do you check your investments every day? You know, has it gone up? Has it gone down? We, we're, we're weighing every day. You know, we started a diet yesterday. We expect results today. We went to the gym last week. We expect that we're already, you know, have had something happen. And, and because of that, we, we don't always mature. We don't always grow into the relationship that, that our relationship with God grows because we keep showing up and keep doing the right things and saying the right things, and being in the right place constantly over a period of time that we become who we're created to be. In uh, Revelation chapter 2, verse 4 and 5, Jesus is, is, through John prophetically, he's saying, but I have this complaint against you. It's specifically written to the, uh, the, the uh, first century church in, in a town called Ephesus, but I think it has a lot broader implications. He says, I have this complaint against you. You don't love me or each other as you did at first. Uh, and in uh, King James, it says, uh, you've left your first love, your, your first love, your, the, the one that you love, you know, you love me. You used to really be passionate about me. You used to really love me. You used to, you know, that used to be it. But you've let it go. And I think sometimes what happens is that it's not even so much that we've let our love go. We've let other things crowd it out. That God is not the passion of our life. God, our relationship with God, the purpose of God is not the passion of our life because what we've allowed it to do is we've allowed the structure or other things uh, just to uh, diffuse it and, and, and essentially to uh, distract us from what God wants. You know, distraction is a number one spiritual tool or spiritual weapon that the devil uses against the church and against Christians. 
to keep us from fulfilling what we were called to fulfill. You know, once you come in a relationship with Jesus Christ, you're guaranteed your place in heaven. You're guaranteed the kingdom. You're guaranteed that relationship is there. But that doesn't mean that you're, just because you're a Christian, it doesn't mean you're effective. It doesn't mean that you're accomplishing anything for God. You may feel like you're not accomplishing anything. And so what the devil does is he brings distraction into our life. We get distracted by the news feed, uh, you know, our doom scrolling. We get distracted by cancel culture. We get distracted by Black Lives Matter. We get distracted. And all those things may be important, but they also can become distractions. We get distraction, distracted by COVID restrictions. We get distracted by we can't meet as a church. We get distracted by what we can't do, and we forget about what we can do, which is turn our whole life and attention to God. So the devil distracts us so we become ineffective in our relationship with God so we don't pursue him with our whole heart. And so what Jesus says in, in Revelation is, hey, you've left your first love. You've kind of lost it. You don't love me the way you used to, and, and you've allowed it to happen. And, and so what I want to just say today, I just want to just kind of give you some thoughts and give you some ideas, some ways in which we can uh, keep showing up or, or remember the value of showing up now, I, I need to say that, you know, I've been a Christian a lot of my life. I've had a relationship a lot of my life, and, and uh, I've also been married for a lot of my life. Kim and I celebrated our 39th anniversary just uh, a little over a week ago, and, uh, and so more than two-thirds of my life I've been married, but not all of that time have I felt passionately in love. But even when I didn't feel passionately in love, when we didn't have passionately, emotionally in love, we still continue to understand the value of showing up. We still, I still show up in my marriage. I still show up at the dinner table. I still show up at home. I still, we still are there for each other, even without the emotional thing. And so the value of showing up helps us be in the right place for everything else to happen. If we don't show up, if we, we don't show up in our relationship with God, if we don't personally take the responsibility of showing up in our relationship with God, we don't end up with the benefits of that relationship. But when we continue to discipline ourselves, continue to do those things, to show up, uh, we do see the benefits. In uh, Paul, on a couple of occasions, Paul uh, is chatting to his different, the different uh, churches that he writes to. And specifically, I just want to take you over to 1 Corinthians chapter 9. Uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 27. Yeah, I'm skipping a verse on you, Robbie. And uh, I, I discipline my body like an athlete. This, this happens to be one of my most um, feared verses in, in, in the Bible uh, because I always read this and I recognize it applies to me. It says, I discipline my body like an athlete, training it to do what it should do. Otherwise, I fear that after preaching to others, I myself might be disqualified. So here Paul's saying, he says, look, I'm a preacher, I'm sharing the goods, and we're all preachers. We're, we're sharing by our life's example. We're sharing what God's done in our life. We're, we're an example of Christ um, through those things. And he says that I'm afraid that after being an example or doing this, that personally, myself, I'll be disqualified because I haven't recognized the value of showing up. I haven't recognized the value of just keeping doing the right things, disciplining my body and training it to do what it should do. And, and showing up. You know, your, your body and your spirit does not want to do the things that are best for it. Your body does not want to know. You know, I, I, uh, I, I do go to the gym. I, you know, I don't always go to the gym, but I know something about going to the gym is that my body doesn't want to go to the gym. 
my body gets all sorts of uh, excuses when I say, oh, it's time to go to the gym. It's like, ah, oh, it's too late in the day. I'm too tired. I get too much other work to do. It's too hot. It's too far to walk across the street. You know, all those kinds of excuses in my, I mean, that's going on in my head, even though I know that the results aren't really important, that I got health and all that kind of stuff. And, and your, your spirit is the same. It doesn't want to do the things. It doesn't want to show up. It doesn't, it doesn't understand the value. So we've got to teach and train ourselves in the value of showing up and doing those things that are most important. So I want to just, I, I, I want to just give you three things. It's more just three, three, three quick things that hopefully help you today to appreciate the value of showing up. The first thing is you've got to make a decision to return. You've got to make a decision to return. In, uh, in, in uh, uh, the second part of uh, Revelation, uh, Revelation chapter 2, verse 5, look how you've fallen, turn back to me. I don't know if we can put it up. Uh, Revelation chapter 2, verse 5, look how far you've fallen, turn back to me and do the works you did at first. Any time we get away from where we should be, anytime we've drifted, if you in your personal life, in your personal relationship, you say, you know what, I've gotten away from where I should be. I've kind of let other things hold me together instead of taking personal responsibility for my relationship with God. I, I've let somebody else be responsible. Maybe it's a mentor I've let be responsible. Or maybe, maybe I've just let church be responsible for it. Or maybe I've let gatherings. Or maybe I've let, you know, whatever it is, I'll let somebody else, uh, you know, be responsible for it. I, I need to return. And I need, right now, I need to make a decision to return and take that responsibility again. I am responsible for my relationship with God. I am responsible. So I need to return to that uh, realization and return to that revelation. And when I do that, I come back to God and I say, God, I'm sorry because I've let somebody else be responsible. I've let somebody else um, take care of that. I, I've, I've thought that it, you would take care of it, God. I thought that you'd do that. You know, that, that's as crazy as me saying to my wife, you know, honey, I think I'll just let you be responsible for our marriage. I'll just let you be the, the primary responsibility for our marriage. Well, it won't, it won't work. It'll fall apart. But and when I do that with God, I say, God, you're just going to be responsible for my whole relationship with you. It's not going to work because you're, you're not showing up. You're, you're not, you don't understand the value of showing up. And so uh, we, we need to come and make that decision, first of all, today, is just to return. Turn. I'm taking that. I'm returning to the place I should be. I'm returning to that position I should be in. I'm, I'm putting value again in that spot. So I'm returning, deciding to return. So the first thing we do is decide to return. The next two things are, are things that we're going to pray going to pray. So I'm just encouraging you today that you feel like in any way that you feel like your love's grown cold or you're just shifted away or, or maybe this, this season of, of, uh, of, of life and, or just this season in our world, it's, it's caused you to realize that you've let other things uh, be the, the, the thing that supports your relationship with God, that you haven't taken responsibility, that if you didn't have church service, you wouldn't, you know, you wouldn't love God. You didn't have a you know, a Christian wife, you wouldn't love God. You know, those kinds of things. So return. The second thing then is, is I want you to pray this prayer or pray, and, and we're going to ask God to do this. God, first of all, we're going to ask you to restore, you're going to restore the joy of my salvation. In, in uh, Psalm 51, verse 12, restore to me the joy of your salvation and make me willing to obey. Restore to me the joy of your salvation. Uh, quite a few years ago, I heard an evangelist uh, say, and, and some of you may have heard me say this, but she said every morning she would wake up in the morning, she'd say, God, I love you. Uh, but then she would kind of add this caveat, but you know I don't really feel that, but I want to love you. And every morning she'd just get up in the morning, God, I love you. 
you know, I don't really feel that, but I, I want to love you. God, I love you. I just, and after some time, and I don't know how long it took, but all of a sudden one morning she woke up and said, God, I love you. And she went, all of a sudden, actually, God, I, I really do love you. I, I, I do love you. I, I really feel like I love you. And, and so when we're praying, we say, God, restore to me. We're going to say, I, I value showing up. So I'm going to say, God, I, I, I have joy in you. God, I love you. I, I, I have joy in you. God, I'm thankful that I'm saved. Every morning we get out, thank, thank you, God, that you, that you uh, transformed my life. Thank you that I have a relationship with you. Thank you that you're doing good things in my life. Thank you for all that stuff. And, and as we pray, God, restore the joy of my salvation, we're going to wake up and we're going to go, hey, I, I, I'm, I'm so thankful that I'm saved. I thank God for the joy. I just have this joy in my life because you're my life, God. I'm so grateful for that. And it's going to come but we're going to pray that prayer. Restore the joy of my salvation. Restore the joy of my salvation. The third thing, and so we're going to pray. We're going to pray, Lord, renew in me. Renew in me. And uh, in, in Psalm 52, verse 10, it says, Create in me a clean heart. God, renew a loyal spirit in me. Loyal spirit talks about first priority. God, see, see you know, even though we don't expect God to do all of that, God's not expecting us to do all of it. And so when we come to him and say, God, renew your loyal spirit, renew faithfulness in me. God, help me to keep my eyes focused on you. Help me to keep my attention on you. Help me to keep from being distracted by everything that's going on in my world. Lord, let me keep my eyes on you. Help me with that. When we pray that prayer, God says, yeah, I'll help you with that. I'll help you with that. You know, my, my wife and I, we sometimes, you know, have difficulties in our marriage. And I'll say to my wife, I need your help in, in working this. Can you remind me when I'm saying something that hurts you? Can you remind me? It's not, it's not abdicating my responsibility. It's working in partnership. And we pray to God and say, God, renew in me a loyal spirit. Renew a faithful spirit. Renew in me that thing, that, that, that heart in me that wants you to be first. Help me to get there. Remind me. Tell me those things. And, and just begin to pray that prayer. God, renew in me a loyal spirit. God, renew in me a spirit that seeks after you. Renew in me a heart after God. David prayed this prayer in, in both uh, verse 12 and verse 10. He prayed it after he had messed up his life. He had, he had had an affair. He had really messed up stuff with his family. And, and as he gets to the end of it, he's returned to God. He's made the decision, I return God to you. But God, Restore, restore my joy. God, renew my faithfulness. Help me with that today. My prayer for you today is that if, if you're in that situation where this, this time has just challenged you, it's challenged your personal relationship with God, it's challenged that, I, I, I want to ask you, I want to encourage you to just step in today. Just believe with me today. And, and I want to pray for you. I want to pray for you. Maybe, in fact, maybe today you don't have a relationship with God. You came to church or you're watching church online, but in fact, honestly, you'd say, I don't really have a relationship with God. I want to just pray for you because God's just been waiting for this moment for you to and him to have a relationship and where he can talk to you, you can depend on him, where you can follow him with your life. And I just want to pray for you right now. If, if that's you, God, I pray for every person that watching today, listening today. They don't have a relationship with you. Father, I pray that you would come into their life right in this moment as they ask you. You'd receive them. You'd enter into a relationship that you paid the price for so long ago. That they would make you the Lord of their life. 
and walk in the joy of their salvation in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, if you prayed that prayer, uh, we'd love to help you. And there's a number on the screen that you can text, 778-760-3800. And if you just text the, the word decide, decide, the word decide, and uh, we're going to help you get you some resources, help you to get along your way and your relationship with God. But just before we go, I, I, I want to pray for everybody watching today. For so many people, this season has been entirely challenging. And who knows when it ends? Sometimes we don't know the end of a season. But I, my prayer for you today really is that you would not miss what God wants to do in your life today. And I just want to pray for you that you would not miss what God wants to do in your life today. Father, I, I pray today, God, that we would not miss what you're trying to do that you want to do right now. We know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to their, his purpose. And Lord, we know that you're working some stuff in our life and you're working some strengthening and you're, you're increasing, you're increasing a relationship. And I just feel like I just see like a rope that's just getting thicker and thicker in terms of your relationship with God. And, and God, I just pray that, that, that relationships would be strengthened, Father, that, that we would be stronger than we've ever been before in our relationship with you, that we would use this time to become stronger in you. God, I thank you for every person that's listening, every person that's watching. I pray, God, that you would do what only you can do in this season in their life in Jesus' name. Amen.